And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Meat podcast. It's Mickey Brennan here and I'm joined by David Rispin and Kieran Flynn and the two of them are staring at their phones. Uh, thumbs going flying at the minute. Um, I think one of them is swiping right the whole time. That's, that's, Dave. that's <laughs> You swiped right on Flynn, did you? Um, uh, that's Davey Rispin just uh, to let everybody know there at the minute. But uh, on this week's podcast, uh, the We Are Meat podcast, we are going to be having a look back at Jerry Robinson's uh, Mead Under 21's, uh, oh, sorry, Mead Under 20's uh, game against Kildare on the weekend. We'll also be previewing the Mead and Tyrone uh, National Football League Division 1 game that's going to take place next next Sunday, and also the Mead and Offaly game, um, which will take place in, in St. Brendan's Park in Burr, and that is for the Hurlers. Um, we'll also be having a look at the Football Cups, as they're now called in Mead, Fesh Cup, Cornabonian, Tolchin Cup. We're going to be looking at the fixtures for next weekend and explaining the new format for that one and uh, we're going to have a look as well at the club calendar and then we'll be going to Davy Rispin for our um, Instagram interaction um, just on the club calendar one um, that is I'll come back to that in a second give me a moment that was for it was supposed to we were supposed to do it last week but we didn't get a chance and that was for um, I think it was uh, Damien Farley Actually, there we go. Damien Farley wanted to have a look at the club fixtures for the year. So we have the planner here in front of us and we will be talking about that. First up, it's going to be the Mead under 20s. And uh, Mead, three goals and 12. Kildare, two goals and 17. Played in Dungani on Saturday at 2pm. And Davy Rissman, it was a two-point victory for Kildare. Disappointing for Joe Robinson and uh, the Mead uh, under 20s. But again, got to see more players on the day and uh, they won't be too worried about their two-point loss to Kildare. No, I don't think so. But in disappointed, fairness, though. Yeah, very disappointed at the same time. The way it panned out, um, obviously, there was a stage door six points down at the, in the middle of the second half, and it, it looked pretty grim, and you know, to say the very least, on, for me. But they came out and um, you know got a couple of goals in quick succession, and, and really kicked on and looked comfortable. Then I think went into a three point lead, and Kildare just reeled me back in and. It was almost as if me didn't really know what to do in that situation. Did they keep going for the kind of kill or did they kind of sit back and they were stuck in limbo and they didn't do neither really. And yeah. Unfortunately, then Kildare were invited on to Mead and, you know, chipped away at the points and got it back to a draw game. And incidentally, a draw would have done me and would have got me through to the final. I think next weekend it would have been. But Kildare, you know, struck deep, deep, deep into injury time, probably the fifth minute of injury time. And then Mead obviously going chasing for an equaliser were overturned and Kildare got the insurance score to, to win by two. But 
you know, overall for the time of the year, the, the middle of January, I have to say it was a thoroughly entertaining contest. And I mean, the you've you've named it the score three twelve to two seventeen. I think yeah. that really backs that statement up. Absolutely, like fifteen scores to nineteen scores, and maybe that's something that Jer will be disappointed with. Is that you know, uh, the, although me did get the three goals and and, and three twelve would win you most mm-hmm. games, but to concede the two seventeen was probably disappointing. Yeah, it was, and the two goals came in the first half for Kildare, yeah. and they were sloppy goals, they were soft goals to let in, you know, they, they weren't necessarily mistakes on our behalf, but they were, you know, they got in far too easily for jurors liking, and indeed the defenders liking, and um, look, they were taken well in that, and again, I'd have to say the character of these mead lads that came out and, um, you know, backs the wall, and they came out and performed second half under serious duress, and played ever so well, played some lovely football, they really did, and, you know, the likes of Aaron Lynch and Dahi McGowan, who we talk about nearly every other week, were were just outstanding, really. Dahi in particular in midfield, and you know, incidentally himself and um, Jordy Morris, two members of the Mead senior panel, were late additions to the starting team for the under twenties. They weren't programmed to start, but obviously, if they just became available or whatever it was, you know, they were included late on. Liam Byrne was a big loss at um, centre back because he was excellent against Leash um, and Dublin the first day. Was he injured? Yeah. Okay. Um, and the half back line just, you know, seemed to struggle. That was probably Kildare's best line was their half forward line, mm-hmm. and the Mead half back line just without Liam, you know, at six, I thought did struggle to contain the Kildare attack and that. But I thought Dahi in midfield won. He gave an exhibition of high fielding, and he was just marvelous to watch. Um, Jeremy, was there was there many changes to the team from the week before? Was there a few new guys into the Kildare game? Um, there was a couple, but the, overall there wasn't really all that many. Now, the panel was almost the same, okay. you know, in terms of, I think, 25, 26, maybe 28 lads altogether when you add in the few lads that, you know, weren't even on the list. Um, but it's there, there was no one that wasn't there before, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but again, different lads. I mean, Barry O'Connell came on, who we, who we spoke about there last week. He came on in the second half. He played a wing forward and I thought he did really well. Um, the problem, I, I don't know what's problem the right word to use, but we have an awful lot of inside forwards on the Mead20s panel. And um, Ger and the lads are presented with the problem that, you know, they can't all play inside and some yeah. of them are just going to have to play outside. So Jordy Morris is an inside forward line player. He's going to play there. Lynch is the same. Um, Barry O'Connell was put on the wing. Probably because of his height too, you know, he, yeah. he definitely has that option, but generally plays club football with Waterstown inside. But I thought he did really well when he came on. A lot of lads like that putting their hands up and really put, staking a claim to get in this team. And, you know, now it's going to be the running until the championship. There's not going to be any more games. He would have liked another game. You know, I know it would have been a final and all that, but more so just another occasion to see more lads, as you mentioned. Yeah. But overall, he'd be pleased with the performance. A little bit disappointed, but I think they'll learn a lot from it. And who were the standout performers? And as well as that, who played in goals? Was it Griffin? It was Sean Brennan, actually. Oh, Sean Brennan. Really. And, okay. uh, you know, nothing really could have done about the two goals. i seen him, first time I've seen him, and, you know, he's he's been he's been kind of sort of edged into adult football because Geno is obviously in goals for Dundry. But I'd say this could be the year that he maybe, you know, pushes Geno aside and gets in there. But i seen him in an under-21 game in Corton. They played our lads in the challenge uh, back end of last year. It was probably October time. First time I've seen him. Big Gosson now. He's probably six foot one, six two. Um, his kickouts is what I love. He, he he has this long, booming kickout, but he's he has this ability to pick lads out on the run. So they're almost arrowed to players. They don't spend much time in the air. They're just directed like missiles to, 
to lads and um, very impressive. And incidentally, I think himself and Owen Griffin are great friends. Right. So they're competing for that jersey. They're great pals off the field. It, it's it's healthy and, you know, it's a healthy competition and rivalry between them. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see who starts come first round. Absolutely. And who are the other standout performers for me on the day? I'd have to say um, McGowan in midfield. I thought he was he was brilliant. Um, I thought Cahill Hickey wing back was very good as well from Centristown. Um, and I thought Aaron Lynch was probably the pick of the forwards inside, showed for everything, kicked a couple of great scores and took on the freeze. Luke Mitchell took them last week and Lynchy took them this week. I'm not really sure what the thinking was there, but Mitchell went off, I suppose, midway through the second half. Um, but I, I'd say Lynch was probably the best forward we had on the day. Uh, I thought Jordy Morris was had moments, but probably not one of his better days. You know, he 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 will play hopefully much better for me than in games to come. Excellent, and uh, look as you said, that does put an end to this development league for them. The draw would have got them through to the uh, final or the semi-finals. Final, um, yeah. and uh, it will be Kildare. Who, who who marches on I through. think they play Cork right yeah next weekend so probably a neutral value I don't know I don't really care to yeah, be honest no we don't we're not going to worry about uh, yeah. Kildare just yet we'll leave that to we are Kildare uh, to worry about that one but uh, yeah um, look Joe Robinson you know he, he'll, he'll be happy with the way the lads came back and stuff but will be disappointed um, uh, with the final result Kieran Flynn you just have something there for us as I well? just remind the people the championship the first game in the championship for the under 20s is the winners of Carlo and Wexford so we're out on the 15th of February so it's not that long away but at the same time it gives Jared a chance to get maybe one more challenge match in and some hard training and there'll be some games because he's got such a panel and so many of these forwards trying to get in there's going to be hopefully a lot of intensive uh, in, in-house games yeah, which ultimately or should be what drives you on too. Yeah, and, and and like you know, it gives them that chance. You said the fifteenth of February, so what we're we're three four weeks out from that gives them a chance, as you said as well, to get some hard training done because they were late getting together um, this year, so they wouldn't have had a chance to do a lot of hard training. This gives them a couple of weeks, maybe get some of that done um, before the championship starts. But do get out and support that under twenty team when we do and, get into. And the of course, the, if we're it's straight knockout. It's straight knockout, which is going to be interesting as well, always. And if we're lucky to beat Carlo or Westford, we could be playing the dubs in the next round, which is always a great one. So yeah. that's what I'd say Jared will be having that just in his own head, probably not. The players will be playing one game at a time, but it'd be great to get to face the dubs and hopefully take them on as well. That's the that's what me teams have to do. We have to beat the dubs. Yeah, well, we have to beat everybody who's put in front of us and uh, as you said, we'll we'll worry about Wexford or Carlo first, and I'm sure Joe Robinson won't take his eye off that game. Um, we're going to move on now, and uh, lads, I suppose uh, there's great excitement. Uh, the National Football League, the Alliance Football League Division One, is kicking off next Sunday, and uh, Mead are travelling to Oma um, to take on Tyrone. Two PM throw in there, and uh, like it's it, it's been a while. You know, uh, since 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 Mead were, um, I suppose, playing at the top table. And uh, it's going to be a very, very, very interesting but exciting year. And it all kicks off against our old foes, Tyrone and uh, Davy Rispin. You know, it's for, for you. You know, you've probably you've probably never been to Mead a Division One game. It's been I have, that but long. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly, you can't remember it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so. Exciting times for you and the Millennials. Yeah, it's great. And ever since, I suppose, we got the result against Fermanagh. Uh, and I'm not... Oh, I am a Millennial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And what's what's the thing after millennium? There is one. There is a word. Generation Z yeah. or something good. Enough. Whatever it is. But look, at ever Z. since ever since we got that result against Fermanagh in the league, the last round of it in Avon last year, I think people have been looking forward to this. And you know, we did get a taste as you'll hear from Andy in the in the Patreon later on with the Super Eights last year. But ultimately, this is what we've been really eyeing uh, towards for for a long time now. And Everything's kind of phased around it, whether it was the club championship or the O'Byrne Cup or everything. All of the preparation was going into, you know, making this first trip to whoever it may be. And in this case, it's Tyrone and Oma. And um, we have some big games down the line. But I, I think, you know, we have to solely focus on what's in front of us. Probably not ideal with the, you know, with the injuries we have and stuff. But, you know, they're far from ideal either. I know they've won their mechanic up for the 112th time or whatever well, it, it is but it, they've won 8 out of the last 9 yeah yeah um, beating Monaghan on the weekend 11 points to 1-5 they were 6 points up going into injury time and Monaghan got a, 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 a sloppy goal just to put a bit of respectability mm-hmm. on the scoreline but again that's two teams that we're going to be playing in Division 1 is Monaghan and Tyrone Tyrone again unbeaten in the McKenna Cup this year um, went through it uh, winning all their games so like is that something that like winning is a habit is but I'm, I'm trying to figure out like is that is that does, does, does that make a difference going into the first round of the league like I, I don't think so to be honest with you I don't think any management will look at it and say yeah look at the you might have tried a few players and all which we did and you know we won one drew one last one I think we lost the game against Loud by a point or two. Two which, points, yeah. Yeah, we drew with Westmead, should have won and conceded last kick of the game and hammered Leash. So we could have so easily been winning our three games and then won the competition. I don't think it counts for a lot because in years gone by, we've won a Burn Cups and yeah. then done nothing when we've gone into league and championship. So I think it's literally just for preparation and turning over and, you know, unearthing new talent. Tyrone obviously take it very seriously and they treat it as a serious competition as regards winning it more so maybe than blood and new talent or whatever or just getting run out so no I wouldn't really look into it with all that much detail Kieran, um, you know looking forward to this game uh, like Tyrone they're, they're, they're although they've gone out and won that McKenna Cup you know they're they're, they're going to be missing McShane um, and they have brought in a couple of players that were out of the panel Ronan O'Neill stands out for me and uh, he's a little bit top heavy but you know do you see this as a crucial game for me? Yeah well I, well, I know the team will be viewing every game crucially I know that's a given but uh, it's the first game you very much have to leave a marker of a good performance I think a lot of the managers now focus on performance rather than winning or losing and it was actually we had officer training in Crow Park on Saturday and Jim Gavin gave him presentation, a presentation and he talked about everything he did with the Dublin footballers was all based on performance and basically trying to keep a high level of that. Rather than winning and losing, he said, I don't know how true it is, but he said he never mentioned winning once in the dressing room of a Dublin senior team. You have to take his word on that. It was all about getting the ultimate performance. So I think Andy will be doing something similar. It's crucial to the point that if we don't perform and we give a very kind of uh, lame display, it'll probably put a negative view on the next games and it'll put us in a kind of a negative spot. So I think Andy will be going out there to give the best performance with his team and trying to win. There'll definitely be no way we're going up there to draw or to lose by a point or two. Like I think um, when we hear interviews from some of the players, they hint at kind of they're finished with this kind of competing business. They want to win. And I think that's what Andy McIntyre came into the me job to do is win. So the game is definitely crucial. We want to win. But I think ultimately you'll see that all these games are crucial. 
Like if we we have to try and win them all and hopefully win at least three at least. Yeah, like uh, like I'm sure everybody knows at this stage. I do. I I commentate on 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 all the Cavan games uh, on the radio, and Cavan have been up there twice in the last three years. When Dub got relegated, when Dub got relegated, um, or so twice in the last four years, um, and it is a very 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 tough division, but. The best time of the year to get some of the top teams, the likes of your Tyrones, your Dublins, your Kerrys, um, your Donegal's, the ones that, well, maybe not Donegal, but your Tyrone, Kerry, um, uh, Mayo, um, like the teams that have been up there for numerous years, the best time to get them is at the start of the league because they kind of know that they can get points later in the league. So if we could get a win on uh, on Sunday next against Tyrone, it's huge in the, the fight for survival in Division 1. Absolutely, and we with two going down every year. If it was just one going down, I think you you would have a little bit more breathing space, obviously. But with two going down, realistically, you're you're needing three wins minimum. So you have to beat this Tyrone team, really. That's what you're trying to do. And I think the same with Mickey Hart. He'll be telling his lads if we want to get to a final and get silverware and ultimately try and dethrone the Dubs as all Ireland finalists and winners, we we have to win a league in Tyrone. So they're not going to be giving us any. For you, and they're not going to say, "Ah, oh, the mid team need a point or two. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's going to be tough. But that's Division One football. That's why we're still encouraging people to get their season tickets, go up and support the mid team. Division One football. To be honest, the league is nearly the best competition, nearly for excitement. I know the championship and all is great, but these games are intense this time of year. And uh, Crow Park have changed their campaign. It used to be uh, be there all the way. They've now changed it to bring your edge. So if that's not an invitation to the main team, yeah. I don't know what is. <laughs> not every team has an edge. Um, you know, only you two. Um, but uh, Davey Rizman... Uh, sorry, I can't leave this by me. Why did you two fall off the stage, Mickey? <laughs> Go on. Because he stood too close to the edge. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't encourage... I don't encourage... Uh, or jokes. <laughs> but um, D- Davey, um, look, uh, it's... It's it's a huge game for me, I think, um, but it's also a huge game for for Tyrone as well. Um, where where do you see with the injuries that Mead have? You know, could you even attempt to to call the team for for uh, next Sunday? <laughs> no. Uh, well, we try. Yeah. Well, who's who's <laughs> walk in? We'll, we'll start off. Who's going to be in goals? Is it going to be Colgan or is it going to be York? Um, York? I, I'd probably go with York, to be honest, just based on what I've seen in the O'Byrne Cup. Um, you got a lot of game time in, in, in the O'Byrne Cup. So yeah, and did well, you know, as well, in fairness to him. And he's been on the panel without kind of getting a crack at it. So I'm not sure. I think he'll, he might get the nod. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. We're going to give York the nod here. We're going to say that uh, his game time over the O'Byrne Cup is probably enough to get him into uh, the starting lineup for this game. Um, okay. Cornerbacks, who are we looking at? I think Shane Gallagher plays. If he's fit, he was injured. Yeah, I think I think he could be okay. Okay, then full back, well, is there any No. No. It's gonna be McGill. <laughs> Darren Finn. It's just <laughs> well, he's the new Darren Finn. Um McGill and then other cornerback. I think this is a toss up between uh, Toner and Robin Clark. Ah God. Yeah, I I think Robin Clark will be cornerback myself. Um, he was fairly solid now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I go with you as well. And he played all three games in the in the O'Byrne Cup, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. he did play all three. He did so again. But, yeah, I think Toner did as well, though. Yeah. But did he play a cornerback? Uh, yeah, 
Oh, right. They're two different corners. So you could probably see Toner in instead of Shane Gallagher, giving Gallagher a little bit of time to recover, but he's he, he's our man when it comes to Tyrone, as we saw a couple of years ago in the championship. Yeah, so yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I Look at I think if Gallagher's fit, he plays, or if he's 75% fit, he plays. Who are we going to have centre back? I think Kyogen is, is nailed on for that one. Kyogen, right. And then his wing backs. Sorry, this is a question for Flynn. Um, the lads are still involved in Sigerson. Yeah, they can play. Uh, they can, but. Well, UCC were bet today by Carlos, so that frees up James McEntee. Uh, Letter Kenny are left, we've no player there. DCU, we've no county player. Um, Carlo, we've Ronan Ryan is involved in Sigerson on Wednesday evening. UCD. UCD, we have. We don't have a county player, do we? Well, I think we've two, two or we three. We've won Harkin, Dunsany, and we have. Um, oh, maybe not a county player. Um. UCD, Owen Harkin and Conor Moriarty of Carhaven. Yeah, so yeah. We, we have just Ronan Ryan playing for Carlo on Wednesday evening in, in the scheme. That okay. pictures are confirmed today, so it's just he's only one that wouldn't be ineligible, but he's going to be obviously tired or he could be playing the Sickerson final the following Wednesday, seven days later. Yeah. I, I'll still gamble then and throw Ronan Ryan in there at one. one Ronan of Ryan at one wing back and... James Mack at the other one. James Mack at Um Who are we missing there from last year? Uh, Gavin McCoy would be another one yeah. that we could possibly have. Owen Lynch is another one that's on the panel. Uh, and Neil Kane, who's returning from that obviously big injury, he's still an, an option there. Yeah, absolutely. Our midfield, um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it here. I'm going to put my head in the line. Menton. That's a ballsy call. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Menton will be midfield. I know. You heard it here first, folks. Um, so Menton and who's he going to be joined by, lads? I, this is the one. I, I think Brian Conlon plays, to be honest. I think... Uh, I think he's another one that played all the Brown Cup and Flynn might have some other... No, just the other options kind of from floating around like Ronan Jones is not with the panel until later in the year so he won't be an option. Yeah. But Paddy Kennelly and Shane McEntee Shane will, will be... Yeah. yeah, Shane is fighting to get back so he could be in the 26 so he mightn't be starting but he'll be fighting to get there but I'd say it'll be Breen and Menton probably for the first day Yeah. because of injuries. Yeah. Well, you know and, and, and look Con, Breen Conlon has put his hand up in there um, and I think even without those injuries, he'd be hard pushed out of it at the moment. So we would, but it's great that we have options in the middle of the field. Last year we really only had three. When you think about it, we only had three last year. We had uh, Adam Flanagan, Shane McEntee, and Brian Menton. You know, so um, okay, we we'll go for our half forward line. This the forward line is going to be hard to pick now, lads. Um, we'll go centre half forward. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go wing forward? Okay, we go wing. We go wing. We go wing. Then start thinking about. We go wing forwards then. If Killian O'Sullivan's fit, I think he's at ten. Okay. Um, at eleven. See, so I think we'll Cam- go to the other wing. Go to the other wing. Not that it's helped me. I think Matt Costello might get the nod there, and Gerard Robinson won't be too happy with that. But I think he's done ever so well in the Auburn Cup, so I think he's put his hand up for that position. Uh, Bray, uh, Kieran, what do you think on that one then? Oh, it's tough, and just kind of considering the players, like there's the two Wallaces, you've got Campion, there's a lot of lads you can put in. It's tough, even Ben Brennan, Ben Brennan was impressive enough. Brian McMahon still injured, is he? Or? It's hard to know when he'd be playing as well. You probably could give Ben Brennan the nod at 11, maybe. Mm. Especially for the first day, free kick option off the left foot. Be interesting. So it's the kind of thing, I'd say, I'd say what well, I know the selection would be the same, they'd probably pick the team about 10 times. The first time you probably can't pick it, you just gotta get names down and then have a row about them then. Uh, Davy Risman, who are you gonna go with centre yeah, forward? Yeah, I, I think I agree with Flynn. I think Ben Brennan might just get the nod there. Uh 
he had a fabulous end to the last season, I thought, um, really showed some hard work, determination mm. and true grit. And was just unfortunate with carrying those injuries towards the end that it was he, he was he was giving it all he had yeah. for as long as he could and then he had to be taken off. Yeah, like. you could see it, yeah, and, and his free take and suffered as a result. But I do agree, I think, from the left or from his side with the left foot, he's a, he's a great option to have. So, yeah. Um, at full forward, who are we going to? I, I think Shane Walsh plays there. Shane Walsh, and then the two either side of him. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Thomas O'Reilly definitely at 15, um, and then at 13. Like if he's fit, I think McMahon gets the nod, um, and then as as Flynn says, you have a number of players. Maybe Donald Lennon's back, but Sean Tobin I think has been excellent. He showed really well in the O'Brien Cup. I think if Tobin he's he's a natural left footer as well for 13. Um, I know a lot of people say he's more of an impact player which which he probably is he won't like being called that but that's ultimately when he does his best work I think McMahon if he's fit plays and if not I think Tobin would be mine but like we have a list of there's an absolute I'm just looking of players yeah I'm just looking at what him, about yeah, like the Banty the was playing with TU Dublin this year as well yeah. another lad that's well, play was, much that's, because that's, of that, that's what I was just going to say. I was going to go through them. I was going to say like the the options: uh, Thomas O'Reilly, Shane Walsh, Sean Tobin, Sean Riley, Oshin O'Brien, Mickey Newman, obviously injured, Matt Costello, Jordan Morris, Joey Wallace, Jason Scully, um, James Conlon, Jack O'Connor, Ethan Devine, Eamon Wallace, uh, uh, the brother Joe. Uh, I mentioned him as well. Like Donal Lenehan. Ah, here look, Campion, Dahi McGowan. Uh, Killian Sullivan <laughs> Kayla Halligan Brian McMahon Ben Brennan and Barry Downs there's another 20 there yeah. Yeah. Like, like just look at what about the B-League team the <laughs> yeah. B-League team will be unreal but like isn't that a fabulous like yeah like Oshin O'Brien we probably haven't even we haven't even really said so, about him you know mention him really and um, there was another player I was going to mention was Jack O'Connor yeah who's who's done really well he's a young player obviously from Curaha coming into it um, played a lot of football in the O'Brien Cup but Probably, it's so hard to know. Well, and then the two Wallaces, like, the two you know, Wallaces had magnificent well. years. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so. oh, right, so the team that we have kind of gone for here, and I know this is going to be a mile. Draft one. Draft one. Back if this was <laughs> Look, do you know what? This is going to be a mile away from the team. I just know it. I, 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 I have that feeling. York and goals, Shane Gallagher, McGill, uh, um, Clark, uh, Ronan Ryan, uh, Kyogi, and then James McAtee, Menton and Conlon in the middle of the field, Killian O'Sullivan, Ben Brennan, Matt Costello, Tomas O'Reilly, um, Walshy, Shane Walsh, and Brian McMahon, and I guarantee you, we are. Pro- we've only probably got, I'd say, six, maybe um, seven of them right. It's just saying Andy's listened to this now, and he's just said to himself, "Just I was going to pick that team, and I'm not giving them boys the credit." It's just <laughs> throwing the paper up in the air. Just, I'm changing the whole lot. He's ripped up the script. <laughs> you know, he's ripped up the script. There's so many like Barry Darnis, another name we didn't really discuss. Well, I, yeah, you know, I mentioned him, we, yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, we didn't. You mentioned the whole county. I think they're one stage. <laughs> well, it seems like we, we have the whole county. No, course, typically, well, we're on the list. We're just fairly far down the list. <laughs> <laughs> but they are the forwards that we have on the panel at the moment, and. Uh, Brilliant to have such a fabulous embarrassment of riches for the forward line and, you know, something that me probably weren't able to boast in recent years was having so many quality forwards and they're all there now at the minute. Look, it's going to be a tough one for Andy to pick and we wish the lads the very best of luck in the opening round of the National Football League, Alliance National Football League Division 1 and it's great to see Mead back 
in the top tier. Um, just incidentally, on that, we will be previewing the Mead Offaly game on our Patreon service, on our Loyal Royals uh, podcast. And we've got interviews from Paul O'Carnan, Shane McEntee and Andy McEntee. So get over there and uh, sign up if you haven't done it already. The Paul O'Carnan one is very, very interesting. Uh, Davy Risman did manage to uh, throw a few curveballs at him at the end of it about his teammates. And uh, uh, it's going to be well worth a listen if you can get over and, and uh, hear that. Also, Shane McEntee and Andy McEntee, brilliant interviews with them as well. Uh, we're going to move on now to the hurling. And the Mead hurlers are out at the same time as the footballers. But they're going to be down in St. Brendan's Park in Burr County, Offaly, because Mead are taking on Offaly at 2pm. And uh, again, we will have uh, we, we will be doing an in-depth um, uh, 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 podcast on the hurlers and their opening round game to Offaly. We will have uh, our interviews uh, going out on that podcast as well. So look out for the the Loyal Royals hurling podcast. But uh, I suppose uh, we'll have to go to our small ball expert, um, David Rispin. Yeah, which um, one? We've got two now. We've got two, two, genuine, yeah. like genuine, no, it's not even a steer anymore. Yeah. Rispin has come over to the dark side. The greatest game on turf, you know. It's not the LA Rams, it's hurling. He, yeah, Davey Rispin, you know, um, <laughs> we'd just like to congratulate you and your your, your current employer, Glenve yeah. Holmes, on their um, sponsorship of the hurling team, the Meat Hurling team. Absolutely brilliant. And yeah. it means now that you are going to have to actually, you know, watch hurling yourself because you are, that's a big part of your job now. Well, it was gas. I was at the under 20 game on Saturday and I was along the line and Alan Esther was, he's, he's involved with the 20s and he says, well, Davey, how's it going? He says, I thought you'd be at a hurling game. He said, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know it's great. We're delighted, you know, after the house draw to get involved with the Mead lads because um, we're not a county that shares the, the one sponsor like many counties do in this day and age. And for whatever reason, you know, the, the opportunity come up to sponsor the hurlers and for us it was a no-brainer to get involved especially after the house run everything was such a success but we have a great relationship with me GA and this is just going to build on it hopefully. and obviously with the love that you have for the small ball yeah. in, in the county um, you know and your knowledge your 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 knowledge yeah. and your the, the, the amount the of enthusiasm the enthusiasm that you bring to the hurling in Mead is, is, is second to none and we want to commend you on all your hard work yeah. with the hurling uh, throughout the county and can't wait for your in-depth and maybe you might even do a wrist and blog on the hurling championship this year yeah I might even start playing hurling you know <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say start giving the lads a court and sticks well, but again that I don't think the only swiping idea. you do is on Tinder so uh, <laughs> I won't give you a stick, <laughs> although you, you're quite good at swiping, so maybe do give you a stick. But uh, um, Kieran, just on the the, the hurlers, um, big game uh, for them against Offaly on the weekend. Um, you know they in the Kill Cup they took a heavy beating to Offaly, and you know Nick Weir has his his work cut out in 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 this division. Absolutely, and from what we talked about last week with the Kill Cup final with Antrim and Offaly, it, we just saw the standard is ferocious at that level. So. Like when we talk about ch- uh, picking games and, and going, going for it, uh, we're playing obviously awfully in the first game, then we're heading up to, uh, yes, sorry, we're playing uh, Wicklow in the first game, then we're, we have awfully and we have also, sorry, Wicklow, the first home game, we have Kerry in Trim, we have Mayo and Antrim. So it's, there's games there like we're definitely going to be trying to win the Wicklow and Mayo games. They're top of the list. They'll ensure your status for the following year. We've got Kerry and Trim, which is going to be a big one because that's the level we're really, especially playing them at home, uh, we have an advantage. 
but it'll be interesting now. it'll be similar to what the message I said about the football earlier uh, Nick Weir is going to be looking for performance like we know it's going to be hard to beat Offaly Offaly are one of the premier teams in hurling the country they're going through a bit of a bad spot and they've come down the levels but with Fenley in charge they they, they looked really fit and strong in part Tolson they were obviously ferociously good against us in the Kyo Cup um, one of their greats uh, Bergen's after retiring but I don't think that's going to set them back too badly because I said to have the likes of um, Dignan Son playing to come on score a goal after 30 seconds the last day. It'll just be interesting to see how much of the hurling can we push on. The likes of Podge Hanrahan from Retoth had a great league, or sorry, the great Kyo Cup, and he had a great um, year for Retoth last year. So the like of him will want to be playing well. And a few of the new lads, who said Simon Ennis from Rathmaline and Ross Kerrigan from Longwood, some of the new lads in the panel. Mickey Burke, another new lad in the panel, again, back again for another go at the hurling. Good stuff. It'd be great to see how these lads can embed in and work with the likes of Keith Keogh and Shane Brennan and James Hoher and these lads and see. Just have to get an update now when, when them interviews, when we when we go through them, basically, just get an update on some of the injuries and the panel, etc. be interesting to see how we're getting on. Yeah, so, like, like looking at it, you know, we kind of have to, anything we can get out of the Offaly game is a bonus. Yeah. They will have other games earmarked that they will be the looking to win. First game is Wicklow in the double header. Yeah, the, the, the Wicklow game. But that game against Offaly, it's all about performance. And it's all about, I suppose, you know, they have to learn from the lessons. Uh, the, the lessons they learned from the, the last time they faced Offaly. And, you know, not conceding goals. That was a huge part of the game. So we scored a good day. few goals ourselves. Yeah. Against think, them, like. It was it was eight 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 goals we conceded, but I think we scored three or four. Yeah. So, so it's and, and and the scoreline that they put up would have been yeah. enough to win an awful lot of games of hurling. But it was the fact that they leaked so many goals. So they are going to have to tighten the ship up a little bit for that opening game. And and as you said, just get a performance and 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 be be within a certain um, um, uh, amount of points of Offaly, or even just sneak a draw or a win. You know, like um, that's anything we can get out of it is a bonus, really. Absolutely, because I said awfully have been so so high up in the Liam McCarthy standings for so long, and like we had we ran them close in Leinster Championship in the past when the proper when we were in the proper championship, and they're the days that the Mead hurlers strive for. We just wanna we just wanna hopefully get the new manager Nick Weir get his style of play involved. Like it's it's a very fast paced game. He plays a lot of quick movement of the ball, trying to get, work the ball in. The likes of Nicky Potterton from Kildaki and TU Dublin, he was playing Fitzgibbon as well. Just trying to get these boys on the ball and shooting and scoring, like because we have talent. Yeah. It's just a matter of um, the one thing that we don't have in me is enough. Is and surprising with the amount of rows and stuff we have is the kind of aggression and the just the real drive, like the like that Antrim Offaly game. You're there on the sideline and they're really just flaking each other and they're really going for it and they're just like they're pulling the ball. That legs are there, everything is there. The refs playing on. Just like that's the level you have to get to, really yeah. pushing the aggression and pushing the attitude on. Like. Well, I'm sure that that's something that they'll be working on uh, and have been working on since uh, that Offaly game. And uh, again, coming up against Offaly next Sunday in Burr County Offaly at, uh, at 2 pm. And we wish Nick Weir and the Mead Hurlers the very best for the upcoming year, which kicks off on Sunday, as we said. Uh, lads, we're going to just move on now. The Fesh Cup, Cornabonia, and Taljing Cup, the draws have been done for them. And we're just going to have a look. They're going to t- uh, kick off next weekend. N- a new format for the competitions this year as well, lads. They're gone into groups of four. Um, so it's, it's not a straight knockout competition anymore, which I loved the idea of. I just thought it was a great competition, um, straight knockout. But it gives clubs, I suppose, at this time of the year, a chance to get a few games under the belt before the, before the All-County Football League kicks in. 
Yeah, so one of the regulation changes that was made at the first county committee meeting was to change the cup competitions, all three football and one hurling cups, to basically give the CCC the authority to knock to do it on a knockout level or a league basis and decide on a year by year. And another massive change as well is that uh, all games can be played without county players. Yeah. In the past, the uh, county players were had to be made available for the final. But what was happening was you might have played three or four games in the summer and then you're just come to a dead end because the county are still involved and yeah. then the Fesh Cup final is in November or December. So if the plan goes according to plan, it'll be all bang, bang, and it'll be all done. Yeah, well, we'll we will come to the the, um, the club plan or the calendar uh, in a couple of minutes. But uh, interestingly, the, the first, the, or the, the three games um, in the groups of the Fesh Cup, Cornabony and Tajan Cup will be played over three weekends and then the semi-finals and whatever. So we'll go to that in a few minutes. But in the Tajan Cup, the first group sees Dunsany, Vincent's, St. Vincent's, uh, Kilbride and Slane all uh, facing off against each other. And next weekend, it's going to be Dunsany against St. Vincent's, Kilbride against Slane. The second group will see Beliver v. Boards Mill and St. Dalton's v. Clannard. And the four of them will all be in Group B. And in Group C, it sees St. Bridget's taking on Cortown, St. Mary's taking on Drum Condred, and the four of them, obviously, in Group C, um, all to play against each other. And then the final uh, group sees three teams in it. It's Minalty. Uh, versus Kilmaine and Wood in the first round and Karen Ross get a bye in the first round so only three in that bottom group but uh, David Rispin our junior football expert um, you know looking at the Tajin Cup you're quite happy with your draw anyway yeah I think so yeah it's not a bad draw considering you know look at every team is in the same boat they're only back a week or two and um, <clears throat> it's very hard to know where teams are going to be at at this time of year and stuff but uh, yeah we look at Bridget's first we played them last year in the championship there was nothing in it won't be much in this either you know it'll probably be a, a good old dog fight there was a bit of crack on Twitter there with the Bridgets and Alan Moore of course who's a, who's a great lad in, in St Bridget's Balnacree but um, I think overall the groups are tight Dunsany and Vincent's is obviously one that stands out from Flinner's point of view um, Minolte and Kilmaine and Wood possibly there wouldn't be a whole lot in, in distance wise you know I know yeah. my geography is not the best but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm, I'm right there but um, yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing better with the old geography. Well done. Um, so Mary's and Drumcondra, they're two teams who are both coming up from Junior B. So they'll be quite happy. They're they're after getting each other in the first round. And Kilbride and Slane in the same boat there coming up from Junior B. Yeah. Uh, they were at the latter eight. They played in the semi-final, I think, at the Junior B last year. So wouldn't be a whole pile in that too. So we look forward to it. Should be good games. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to move on now to the corner bone new fixtures. And... Uh, the first group will see Moyla, Dundery, Castletown and Bective in it. And it's Moyla v Dundery and Castletown v Bective in the first round. Then second group sees St. Patrick's, Kilmainham, Meath Hill and Sidon all face off against each other with St. Pat's and Kilmainham playing uh, at the first weekend and Meath Hill versus Sidon. And then in the third group, it's Trumbara, Trim, Ratkenny and St. Michael's. Trumbara face off against Trim, Ratkenny against St. Michael's. And then in group four, um, am I on group four? Yeah, group four sees Oldcastle, Ballinabracky, Blackhall Gales and Ballinlock all face off against each other with Oldcastle and Ballinabracky in the first round. Blackhall Gales against Ballinlock. And then the last group, the fifth group in this one, sees uh, three teams. Waterstown, uh, Dulik, Bellystown and Clonnagale. Clonnagale have a bye in the first round and Waterstown are taking on Dulik, Bellystown. So that's going to be a tough group to work out there because you've got four, four one, two, three, four. You've got five groups in that one. So um, that's going to make for an interesting way of Plucking the the quarterfinals or semi finals out of that one, uh, Kieran Flynn. 
Yeah, the season seeded and give any instruction with it, so whatever your best guess is, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, can, I, I've stopped trying to guess what the CCC are going to do. Yeah, so. so it's only a matter of, they obviously need to guess the semi-finalists, so they won four teams out of five, so maybe there'll have to be one playoff in the intermediate. I think it is down yeah, on the planet. There might be one quarter-final playoff between yeah. two, uh, um, two of the teams. And you imagine it's the team in Group 5 with the three teams, they're definitely going to be in the playoff. If they're second in Group 1, maybe, or something. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. It's predetermined, I'd imagine. But um, just two, two interesting ties there for me is Myland Dundry. That's Ted Dowd. He'd obviously be a passionate Dundry man. Dundry man, yeah. He's over Myla. Mm-hmm. So it's their first entry into the intermediate grade and they're going to be playing his club of course first game out of the year yeah sure like it, written it, was all, it was written in the stars it was always going to happen of course it was and then in group two St. Pat's Kilmain and Mead Hill and Sidden this is the Davy Cattle group so Davy Cattle's uh, taken over Sidden his previous club was St. Pat's and his previous club before that was Mead Hill where he won a junior championship <laughs> so three out of the four clubs Baron Kilmain um, were and all his, managed his next job was Kilmain yeah yeah I think that's the way it's going but uh yeah, that's a that's a gas group as well. But look, at same as it's very competitive. I think the intermediate and you know as a whole is very competitive. So there's no one game there that you'd say there's going to be a landslide victory. Yeah, another one, an interesting one. Group three is Rakenny, obviously relegated from a senior championship, taking on St Michael's. Um, that will be there wouldn't be too far of a distance between them either. No. So that wouldn't. So that'd be a nice little local derby for Rakenny um, and St Michael's. Moving on to the Fresh Cup. Now we have four groups of four in the Fresh Cup. And uh, in the first group, it's Dunchocklin, Nafine and Nobber and Gail Column Kill. So Dunchocklin face off against Nafine and Nobber against uh, Gail Column Kill of Kells. So Nobber, of course, uh, winning the inter- Intermediate Championship last year, up into senior and up into Fesh Cup ranks as well. And they're going to be facing off against the perennial uh, finalists of, of everything nearly at this stage, Gail Column Kill. So that's not a, an easy one for them. Um, in the second group, it's Curraha Screen, St. Peter's Dunboyne and Navano Matneys. And the first round is Curraha v. Screen, um, St. Peter's Dunboyne against Navano Matneys. We'll come back to that now in a minute. Moynalvi, uh, Rathod, Centralstown and St. Column Kills make up the third group. Uh, with Moynalvi playing Rathod, Centralstown playing St. Column Kills in round one. Then the final group is Simonstown, Summerhill, Wolf Tones and Dunbar Ashburn. With Simonstown taking on Summerhill and Wolf Tones taking on Dunmore Ashburn in the first round. And there's some tasty, tasty ties in there, uh, Davey Rizvik. Oh, yeah. <laughs> group two is unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? You know, local derby there, first one with Curraha and Screen, and then, you know, two powerhouses of Mead football in Dunboyne and O'Mahony's playing against each other. Then, you know, the further down you go, Centralstown Column Kills is a little bit tasty as well. And then the biggest one, uh, I think for you and me, Mick, is probably Simonson and Summerhill, two teams who have, you know, a lot of history in the last few years. A lot of history. And, and, and as well as that, like you look at uh, the new rules to this, as as Kieran already pointed out, and county players won't be available. Mm. Um, so, you know, it, it will make for for uh, very interesting ties. And you could see some... some uh, some some maybe big shocks across the, across these um, different competitions. You could, yeah. Like, I mean, that Manalvi Ratoke, there's a lot of county players involved with them two clubs in particular, you know? Yeah. And uh, they'd be quite depleted without them sort of players. So it'll be interesting to see how that game will go. Um, but, yeah, across the board, I mean, Dunham, Rashburn, Wolf Tones, we've kind of brushed aside that game. Like, that's that has the potential to be extremely close and hard fought as well. But uh, some cracking ties. And look at, as you mentioned, Nobber going in, 
they couldn't really have got a tougher one first round yeah. than Gail Con Kell, but they get used to it. How many panellists have Kells on the <laughs> senior, champ, the senior <laughs> team? That's a touchy subject now. You know, I, I know, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, so they're, they're going, they're going full-blooded, yeah, yeah, like yeah. full-squad. And of course, Nobber have, Nobber have two, is it two? Yeah, two? Mead, Morris, Morris, Mead and yeah. Morris, isn't it? Not Mead, uh, Morris Mead. and Murtha, yeah. Oh, Murtha, all oh, right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Jesus. So like, you know, uh, and then you look at Simonson and Summerhill. How many uh, county panellists of Summerhill? Like they've... Uh, three. Two Ryans, Dardis. Is that it? Two yeah. Ryans and Dardis, just the three. Um, And then uh, Simonstown with Gallagher, Squeer, four. Gallagher, Tobin. Yeah. Um, Breen Conlon. Breen, yeah. You know, so... Uh, seven in total. Seven in total players missing from that. But it gives it gives all the, the players in the... Uh, on oh, the if, if they love their club, they play on the Friday night and the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the old way of thinking about it. But yeah. look... Um, it's, it's making for interesting times. The club scene getting back underway next weekend. And, oh yeah, you wanted to mention something about the Fesh Cup. Now, just the fixtures for it. Uh, in fairness to the CCC, they put them all on the Friday and the Saturday. That was something we were worried about. What They put fixtures on the Sunday morning and essentially disbar people from going up. Like That was very much what happened in the past. Like They weren't able to get up because it was league games in the morning. So in fairness to the CCC, have seen the wisdom and playing the games on the Friday and the Saturday. So the majority of the games are at Saturday at 2.45 for the clubs that have no lights. And then a lot of clubs with lights are either playing the Friday night or the Saturday evening. Yeah. So it's great to see games. You can play your club game and then buy your season ticket and head up the road to Oma to follow the main team. Yeah, and we'll, we'll look at the season ticket in any other business, don't worry. <laughs> I've only got in twice, have I? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I suppose, uh, like, when while we're on the, the subject of the uh, games, we may as well go to the club planner for the year as well um, and looking down it's just one of the lads as I said Damien Farley wanted us to discuss it so the club uh, football cups are kicking off on Saturday we have um, then on right through March no sorry right through February um, we will be playing round one round two and round three of the football cups then the football cup semi-finals are on on the 15th um, and then the finals Will be played. I'm just looking down. I thought I saw that the final when the yeah, final midweek twenty sixth. Midweek the twenty yes the football cup finals will be played on a Wednesday the twenty sixth. Um, if and all I think goes the CCC, if, I think they've, they've indicated on that planner that it's fourth to be fifth in the corner by you. So it must be the the top team in Group Four and the top team in Group Five will play off. Right, so that's indicated there. Yeah, um, that's right. Yes, yeah, so that that's on the twelfth. Um, so the A leagues and the B leagues kick off on the 29th then of February. Um, so round one, it's a it's a weekend off for the um for the county. Just looking down at that, uh, the next all county football league uh, will be two weeks later on the. Uh, let me see, is that that's March? Um, it is indeed. Yeah, that's in March. So, um, the league just running through it. Then the league round eight round uh, Premier. So the the the, the last round. Or, is it the, not that's not the round, last round? The last round of the football league is not until that's round eleven, which is in June. July. Um, so is there around twelve? Yeah, middle of July, the eleventh. The eleventh football super. Uh, and the thirteenth round is on the twenty second of that month. Then on the twenty second. So the there's the league. The league um, games uh, before the semi final or finals will be finishing on the twenty second of July. So the the, the league is going to run right through. It's looking uh, there might be a few gaps. Um, All county football league in June, 
I see June um, and and in May. So there are a couple of gaps there as well um, for, yeah, for for the for the club games. The only the only congested period in the planner is essentially it'll be a dual club that enters the B League and the Premier Championship, where there'll be a requirement to play a B League, A League, Brennan Davis and the Premier Championship all kind of within a ten or eleven day period. So that'll bring kind of four games in ten days. But the advice was given to clubs that they shouldn't enter the B-League, focus on the Premier Championship if they didn't have a big panel. Because the B-League is obviously early in the year, worse weather, less games. The Premier Championship will run in the summer would have been a better option if you have a small panel. But just if the likes of Dunsany, we're with obviously with Clemens and Hurlers, we're, we're going to try all because we have just about enough of a panel that we can get lads playing the B-League. We have to name 10. The Premier Championship, you have to name 8. So we'll have enough lads to get games. So like we're bringing a bit of congestion on ourselves, but... That's why you have lads training to give them games. So overall, it should be a big improvement. And I know there's a lot of review going on at the moment, even to see will that hurling championship change next year to follow the example of football to go into multiples of four and have it starting in August as well, which would free up weekends in the summer, which would mean you probably don't have to play as early as we do in football either. Yeah, and just looking, All-County Football League last round is in the middle of July, but I don't see the All-County Football League finals. They're not on it. They're, they're, not. they're purposely not on it. I know there's been a discussion on that, but they were saying depending who's in them, with regards could there be a hurling infected team. So if it's Simonson v Summerhill, hurling obviously will have a big say in that with Kiltail. If it's just say maybe Simonson v um, who doesn't play football, will say well, a lot of them do. Let me think of one, someone like Nabor for example. Or Wolf And then of hurling as well, senior football championship, oh, yeah. senior football championship and junior football championship, well, senior, senior intermediate and junior kicks off on the first. Uh, weekend in August. Uh, sorry, the eighth of August, second yeah, weekend ju- of August. Junior Junior A is starting in the last week in July, actually. Oh yeah, see the Junior A Junior um, Football Championship the, starts in the last. Yeah, week the of, reason for that is it's actually an awkward one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what came to mind. So there for Davy Paul's Clane, we talked about them last year playing. They're playing their trade in Junior C football. Yeah. So they more than likely will will look to be put in the Premier Championship, not the main Junior A, which will mean they'll only be. Uh, 15 teams in junior then potentially so that means there could be groups of five which means there's buys and it gets a bit awkward that's why there's an extra week for junior football yeah and the, and the so shame pre- we just don't have 16 teams Premier Football Championship round one kicks off in May um, and it continues on it's played in uh, June I see round three in June and then I'm just looking down to see it then kind of ties in with the uh, senior championship and intermediate and junior. The quarterfinals and semi-finals um, don't kick in until till September. So the Premier Championship, um, Premier Football Championship round six, actually there is more in, in, in August as well. There's a couple of games in August, but uh, it is going to be... Uh, yeah. so the, so, there so, be there's seven rounds in the Premier. Right, so is there groups of eight yeah. in the Premier Championship? So yeah. you end up playing seven teams. And you then play seven group seven. games and a semi-final and a final. Excellent. Just saying, like, because it's like the junior C and D got a bit fragmented and it was kind of played kind of very much beholden or behested to the first team or county fixtures then. So now it starts beforehand, so it's naming players. You don't, the eligibility is much different and it just carries on then. The only problem will be for a team maybe that is, for example, in junior football, you only have to name eight players, so they might have a panel of 25, we'll say. And they very much can play with the eight players missing. But once it starts getting the same weekend as the first team, the second team all of a sudden could become difficulty. Like a lot of teams pull out of the junior C and D. So will it be something where you play five games in the Premier Championship and then all of a sudden you pull out? 
that can make a bit of a mockery of it. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Teams mm-hmm. are prepared for that and they will have, you probably need a panel of 28 players, would you, to play a second team because you need 20 lads that'll be available to play because you have injuries and lads going away. So unless you've got 28 lads training in your club, you could be in big trouble come the end of July. Something that you actually mentioned, Flynn, was that dual clubs and that with hurling and stuff and yeah. prioritising and maybe not entering certain competitions. One that actually is strikingly obvious is Longwood have not entered the knockout competitions. They're not entered into the Cornabonia starting next week. They're mm-hmm. the only team in senior, intermediate and junior who haven't entered, who haven't entered. which is interesting. Um, possibly with the view to maybe later on in the season they're going to have such a backlog of fixtures between football and hurling that they're saying, right, we're not going to go back maybe until we have to because league doesn't start till the end of February. Yeah. So maybe a later start for them might obviously mean missing the knockout competitions, but considering they're going to play so many games between now and, say, September, October, it's probably a tactical play on their behalf. Yeah, yeah, the, the player burnout and all that. And there's such a crossover between the hurlers and the The affiliations will be very interesting this year. No one's ever looked at them before because every team affiliated to every competition. But now, as Davy expertly said, there will be teams that might be in the Premier, might be in the B League or vice versa, that every team will enter, obviously, the Championship first team and every team will enter their first league team. But it would be interesting to see, will everyone enter the Premier and will everyone enter the B League? Well, just uh, just looking at the Premier as well, that's something that just caught my eye there. Uh, the Premier round Football Championship Round 3 takes place on the 14th of June and there isn't a game then for the Premier Football Championship. Premier Football Championship Round 4 doesn't take place till the 26th of uh, July. That's a 6 week break well see that's the that's the six weeks that we're looking for in our reform I think this year of the Hurling Championship the Hurling Championship is played in that time therefore there can't be any football championship played because a lot of the B footballers would be first team or second team hurlers and of course the Hurling Championship is played on the older model where it's second teams playing intermediate in the junior so next year you might see for example senior hurling with an A team senior and then a senior B and an intermediate and intermediate B and then there could be a Premier Hurling Championship then at the same week of the football. So every second week you could end up having a Hurling maybe summer competition as well or maybe just keep it reserved to August. That's up for discussion. But that's why that them five weeks should be six. ideal for football, six weeks for football as well as some version of the Hurling League is starting the earliest ever. And I know not many people have played shinty in their life but there could be a lot of shinty played in May this year because the pitches just are be struggling well, there is all county football league taking place in that six weeks um, there's round eight and round uh, nine uh, taking place um, in the middle of that so there will be football I suppose for, for the footballers in that six weeks yeah because well, actually the A league and the B leagues are on the alternate week of the hurling championship yeah. but again that poses problems for dual clubs but they just have to get on with it and probably focus to play as many of the Football only people in the in them league matches. Yeah, um, look, it, 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 looking at it, um, looking at it. Um, uh, sorry, Kieran, were you? Just there's a there's a good few regulations that affect these championships as well that are are quite interesting for it. Like we mentioned, the cup competitions that are going to be basically on a league format with county players not available, guaranteed. A big one next year is there's going to be starred games in the National Football or sorry, not the National Football League, the Mead Football League. So basically, the county players will be released in that April period, the club month, for at the moment it's four starred matches. So there'll be four league matches where the county players will be made available, which hopefully is a great one. The The A-Leagues are, are going back to the way they were. There's only going to be two up, two down. There's going to be no more playoffs for the third place teams anymore. Okay. And there's going to be no semi-final in Division 1. It's just going to be the, the top two go straight to a final. So that's just to get rid of a match. Uh, the next one then would be 
the B leagues are kind of been restructured just to kind of get more teams involved. Then the next one is we said the under twenty one championship. I think that was an Instagram question, so we might come back to that later on. Uh, a big one, and it could cause issues. It doesn't cause issues now because the games aren't on, but uh, every single game in the championship this year that is knockout will have extra time in it, every single one, including the county final. And if it goes to replay after extra time, it'll be finished. Well, apart from the group games. No, yeah, any game that's knockout as in... Okay, yeah, any so knockout once game. you get to quarterfinal, yeah. they'll all have uh, extra time. Yeah, all knockout games are extra time, and if there's a replay after extra time, the second day will be finished on the day. Penalties. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it'll go to extra, will it go to a second period of extra time and then penalties? No, just, just the, straight the, the new structure with the so ten, goes, and ten and penalties. Ten to, so extra time at the end of extra time, still a draw straight to penalties. Yeah. They said the five minutes was too tough, and yeah. they've got rid of it. Absolutely, yeah. And there's another one about relegation in the Instagram questions. Come back to that at the end. Cool. So looking at the planner, the um, cup competitions are starting next weekend. They run right through. Uh, February and then at the end of February the A League starts and the B League starts to kicks in championships uh, the senior intermediate and junior championship won't kick off until August B League and A League runs through the whole summer um, and the Premier Championship will kick off in May I think it is I just I'm after missing that one there yeah it is May it's the 10th of May that weekend 9th and 10th of May so we'll get the first it's a look it's not an easy job, I suppose, the CCC and the, the planning of the, the year and the calendar for the games. It's not an easy one, but that's not a bad one, Davy Rissman. Uh, you know, like uh, they've tried their best to, to, I suppose, accommodate everybody. And mm. it, that's not the worst calendar I've seen. I suppose the most uh, beneficial thing of it is that lads know exactly when they're not playing. Or, you know, uh, historically, we would have always had two planners at least per year. So we'd have a planner up to May, but then yeah. you wouldn't get the planner from June to September or October until the first week in June. So for lads who have families or whatever trying to get away during the summer, at least they know now that geez, there's nothing on that weekend in first week in July or whenever it is that lads can go away and plan their holidays now, and that they're you know they're not going to be missing out on championship or whatever. Quick so, question: What what weekend is Galway? the last week in July <laughs> he knows it off by heart yeah, it never it's, changes is there, is it, so it's the first it's the week before the the, um, the start of the championship round one for junior yeah no, so one for we junior. have a win in the bag by the time we go to Galway yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah look that is the calendar looked at and, and Damien Farley um, if you're listening in um, that was for you I hope he is yeah <laughs> absolutely he asked the question yeah. um, but we're going to move on now to uh, Instagram and our Instagram interaction um, piece with Davey Rispin yeah, so the first, we have not too many this week. We only have six questions um, to get through. So the first one is from Podge Boylan, who's a young and emerging referee in Mead. He asked about the changes to the leagues and resulting relegations in 2020. So I suppose he means that mass relegation, which was brought up last week. Yeah, Kieran Flynn, you're the man for this. Yeah, so we brought up, uh, basically, they're rebalancing the A-leagues to be in divisions maximum of 12. So there's currently 14 teams in Division 1. So the two teams will come up from Division 2, leaving you with 16 teams in Division 1. So that means four teams must be relegated for Division 1 for mm-hmm. 2020. So then you've one got four going into Division 2. Yeah. And you've got two coming up. Into division, now, so that's six up. Now, like, six yeah. up, and then they lose two that are promoted. Yeah. So you're still... There's going to be... Four down. Four down out of that one as well, mm. yeah. So it's going to be hectic. And as well, the, the lowest-placed um, second team in the A-Leagues is relegated and the top team in the B League Division 1 has the option to be promoted. 
So that's something to kind of just consider when grading as well. Plus, any of the B League Division One teams that aren't going into four A will probably be invited in next year potentially. So, like the likes of Dunham Ashburn and Dunboyne and all are going to go into the A Leagues Division Four A. But next year they might be too strong. For example, so they might end up in Division Three. That means another two teams might be relegated. Yeah. So now you said yeah. you said uh, last week on last week's pod week on last week's podcast that um, some people were confused about it at the meeting and whatever. Yeah. Is does that mean that they can have a, another vote on it? Yeah. So it does. Famously, I was involved in the secretary Dunsany. Uh, we were part of the effort to rescind the championship reforms because we were very much in favour of the reforms, but not the ad hoc way to leave the second teams in the championship. So we got it rescinded. So. At the next county board meeting, you can have a vote to rescind. Okay. So, so they could be rescinded and you just go back to where they were. Just leave it as it is. But I, it is something that will come down the line either way, I'm sure, is a restructuring of the leagues. Um, yeah, good question. Um, Davey Russell? Yeah, next one is from Colin Finnegan, a very good young player with Sanchestown. He was wondering, will the under-21 championship stay under-21? Well, again, we'll go to Kieran Flynn, but I, I, I to get rid of the under twenty one championship and bringing in under yes. nineteen. So that's changed now, and unless that's again rescinded before, we'll say the July or August county board meeting. Uh, at the moment, it's changed under nineteen, but I think the majority of people are actually in favour of that for the reason that they're going to be on groups of four now, similar to the Tolson Cup. There's actually going to be three games with under nineteens, and they get a proper competition, as opposed to under twenty one being straight knockout. Lads not really getting involved in their clubs only for. They go to maybe four weeks max, and that's not really good enough. So, with three games and maybe four or five training sessions, you're getting way more bang for your buck as a 19 year old. Because realistically, if you're 20 or 21, you should be involved with this new Premier competition. That's crying out for young lads to play. So, that's what, where you need to be, not focusing on one. So, what they're doing is they're going to scrap the under 21 altogether it's gone, and just it's have gone. under 19. Under and is 19. that happening this year? It's in. in. It's in for this year. So, so there's no under-21 championship this year. Under-19, with a view as well, the under-19 championship as being a, very much a training ground for next year's under-20. So if you can play really well at under-19s end of the year, you're in prime position for that February under-20 competition, yeah. which is only about two months after and you do we have do we have that in the calendar? Do we know in the under-19 championship? We'll no, it, it's it's kind of a... Still, because lads like Shane Walsh, for example, or someone last year could have been playing inter-county and senior club football being under-19... We still have to wait, really. To I'd love to see them playing in, in uh, uh, earlier in the year because these the are the best footballers. Like clashes with minor football. That's when mm. the majority of lads play in minor, and they're going to be finishing up in late September. So you're hoping, basically, once the county final is over. So when was the county final on the program? I think it's in October. Yeah. So basically, once the county final is over, you can start under nineteen. Oh, for shame. Anyway, uh, Davey Erisman. Direct follow up to that question and answers from Jack Flynn in uh, Rotosi. He's obviously a member of the media under twenties as well. He said, ridiculous decision to change the under-21s to 19s. And I suppose from his perspective, he's a young man who's probably 18, years of, 18, 19 years of age. And now he's going to probably miss out on two years under-21 football. Yeah. And I can 100% agree with where he's coming from with that. You know, it's grand if you're a 17-year-old. Well, it's not. But at least you're, you're still going to have under-19. For him, he's probably looking at he'll have two or three years left to play under-21s. Whereas now... It's he might have. He might get to play nineteen this year, but that's it, or or maybe not. Um, is is the minor under seventeen in Mead? It is. Yeah. So uh, I don't know why they couldn't have an under nineteen and an under twenty one char- competition. That's a uh, that's another question. Literally just come in. It's great they're all kind of bouncing off each other. <laughs> ones, but uh, Simon Finn says put in an under twenty or keep under twenty one as well as under nineteen. So that's yeah. pretty much what you're saying. Do an under nineteen, but also keep your under twenty one. Yeah. 
definitely, definitely feasible for a select cohort of clubs, but the majority of clubs wouldn't be able to field both at the same time due to lack of players. But there's no reason why clubs couldn't get back into the county board and say, well, actually, why not have an under-21 championship for only 20-year-olds and 21-year-olds? Yeah, that's so, what about, yeah. yeah, so ban under-19s and younger. Yeah, and amalgamations. Yeah, so basically, like the divisional, maybe this year might not happen, but these divisional, that was another regulation passed as well that the CCC has like kind of the overarching authority now to organise the divisional championship. So maybe if it's successful, the following year we might have an under-21 divisional championship for 20 and 21-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And, and the senior division or the junior division whatever you want to call it uh, so I think that's definitely scope well I wouldn't I wouldn't do the divisional championship without having a full club championship at under 21 but that's just an option yeah. that, that just becomes elitism if you ask me it's just yeah. the best of your players in your club whereas you want to encourage as many see, lads 20 to 21 the to football. See, they're defending champions under 21 so I'd say they have they have a, a drive to win the under 21 yeah, championships yeah. that's probably where they're feeling aggrieved and there probably is a bit of aggrievement but Reality is, if you have to change these things for the for the for the majority of players, you're going to offend others. Like we won that special under seventeen years ago. Shane Walsh and a lot of them lads played, and they should have been minor. Like there was a minor championship that year as well, but they didn't get a minor championship in under eighteen. So you just have to deal with it. It didn't affect his development. So we just hope we're making changes for the betterment of everyone. Yeah, I I look as as the uh, listener said, I'd like to have an under twenty one championship, it's similar to what you said as well, just for twenty and twenty one year olds. Um, uh, I, I, you just don't want to lose them. You know, you don't want to get them. Uh, at that age, they're they're developing into really good footballers, and you just don't want to lose lads. Um, because there's no competition. Um, Dave, you're some- uh, last one on this particular topic is from Cormac Brady, and he says, "When will the under nineteen be played?" And he said he agrees with the decision to change it. No, we've said that already. Yeah, it's going to be played after the senior championship final is played. Perfect. And the last one, I think we said the best to last <laughs> is from the one and only Flash Gordon. No hope. Um, and here we go now, just to get this right. Why does Kieran Flynn claim he's a Dunsany man when living beside Brian Maguire in Sanchez? Oh, we better just throw the mic. Hang on, does does, no does, Kieran, does does Kieran Flynn need a geography lesson? No, <laughs> give him over the mic. Let him let him let him respond. Do you want to shovel? Do you want to shovel? How far back in history do you have to go now? Like, can I, I'm taking like me blood and everything out here. So but, probably just yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's no problem. Though. Give me my family history. So, uh, my father and mother. You know the. the they loved each other and got married, you know, and they bought a house in Centralstown and moved out yeah. into the countryside. How, we, how were you born? Through the love and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, you know. So, the Immaculate yeah. Conception happened yeah. in Centralstown. Yeah. So, part. like, uh, my mum and my dad is from Dunsany and my mum is Clare, so they just, obviously, the Centralstown, the land must be cheap in Centralstown, so, <laughs> so that's the end up in Centralstown. But uh, my dad, of course, is from Dunsany, and my grandfather was the first chairman in Dunsany. So you were born in Sedgerson? Yeah, but I went to primary school in Clemeston, you see. So this was another enigma. My mum was a teacher there. Okay. So I never went to school in Yana Furs. So my connections have always been to Dunsany, Clemeston. And I played hurling with Clemeston all my life. But just the connection to Dunsany, my grandfather was a founding member. Didn't you my play dad, with Sedgerson? I played with Sedgerson all the way up to under 21. And then... Pretty much the drink. The drink kicked in more so. <laughs> Manny's a good footballer. got the drink. Hang on. There's yeah. more. Hang on. His question is, why do you claim to be a Dunsany man when you're living beside Brian Maguire in Sanchezen? What did the, the Duke of Wellington said this as well? Famous quote in history. He said, just because you're born in a stable doesn't make you a horse. So that's one way of looking at it. Not that's because my granny, who's up, both my granny and granddad were Clare people. They moved there from Navan. 
after a few years and they bought the house. So my granny passed away, must be 14 months now, so I'm living in the house. So keeping an eye in the sense of people as well, you know. <laughs> That's what it yeah. is. He's over there on reconnaissance. reconnaissance It'd be missions. interesting to see if that suffice with the bell flash, but... Yeah, well, we'll look, we'll, we'll, sure. we'll wait for flashes. His family, Walter Stein, you know what I mean? He's oh, a true session, man. The father played, oh. he played soccer with Kenstein, and the father played football with Walterstown. So well, Kenstein would be Sanderson. Yeah, no, but that was, he came in from Walterstown. So, if Anton, not in any way racist way, but he's he's actually black. You know, he's, so he's, he flashes he's, the black. So he's, 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 he's a Walterstown yeah. man, is what you're saying. Yeah, um, yeah we'll wait for uh, Flash's reply to that one. Um, any more questions on the Instagram? That's it from Instagram for this week. Excellent, excellent. And don't forget, do get in contact with us on the old Instagram there. We'll be putting up polls and just uh, different um, questions for uh, our listeners. Um, uh, I suppose we have run through everything now at this stage and I just want to rem- remind people to head on over to Patreon to get those interviews uh, with the hurlers and obviously with the footballers Paul O'Carran and Shane McEntee and Andy McEntee um, some great insight there into the Mead team and uh, the Mead management um, and uh, it's a nice preview of the, the first round of the National Football League um, which sees Mead travel to Oma to take on Tyrone next Sunday um, Any other business from the County board, Mr. Flynn. Actually, I've mentioned it twice. When I went to the third time, is the season ticket. Yeah, there you can purchase them all the way up to. I think pretty much. I'm not sure if it's the morning of the game, but definitely up to the Saturday before the game. So make sure you get the ticket before on the Saturday. You, like you're not going to be able to buy them at a kiosk at the to- at the Styles and Omer or anything like that. So make sure you get it done before then, and you'll. You'll be able to use, you might not have the physical card, but you'll be able to use your receipt to, to claim Yeah, and anybody who's not getting a season ticket, although we would suggest yeah. that you do, uh, but some people won't be getting it because they won't be going to all that many games. If you are going to Tyrone, you can get the the tickets in super value, is it? Yeah, so it's it's very similar to other years gone by. The The tickets will be available in your super values, your centres. Just make sure they're participating one because some don't. Which you can actually can find them out online as well, which ones are actually participating. So you at the price of them, I'm just trying to get it here. I think they're fifteen euros for division one. So if you if you looked it up to seven or so games, the sorry the price of the season tickets yeah. before you get any of the benefits. So if you're going to be going to the mid games this year, you'd be mad not to get the season ticket. Absolutely. And uh, Davy Risman, I know you always have a little bit of a uh, uh, business for us before we finish, and uh, I'm predicting it's about predictions i hope your predictions are as good about <laughs> the predictions as these but uh, <laughs> yeah basically last week of it so as you well know at this stage we've set up a we are Mead league for everyone on gapredictions.com sorry and um, i think we have roughly about 20 people in the league already from direct listeners which is brilliant you know and uh, that'll be that table will be updated weekly we're hoping to get a prize for people so but basically, aside from all of that, it's three euro tender for round one or twenty for the seven rounds, two hundred euro worth of prize money given away every week. So, uh, you have until Saturday afternoon. I think the first games in the leagues are starting at five o'clock next Saturday. So, gapredictions.com to enter um, and enter. We are Mead when it gives you the mini league option yeah, as well. We space <laughs> our space Mead, oh, and we're still waiting on the Bowl Flynn and Brian Kelly to enter, but. Uh, and you know, time be, is of the essence for yeah, them too. I'm just waiting. I've said it when Brian Kelly enters, I'll be straight in after him. So just the challenge is now get make sure the population of Mead get onto him. Just throw up the cash, Brian. Come on, where is show me the money? Show me the, show money. Me the money. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you've seen this ad about Calvin and Mead people at the minute. It's on yeah. the telly, and 
like these two lads aren't helping our position in this U- football. Eurek Riley, I play over 40s with him. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. No way. Um, yeah, there's brilliant. actually one other piece of business I have, and um, we previously had Amy Gaffney here on the podcast from Retold. Yeah. Um, they're actually looking for a manager for their Camogie team in Retold. It says we're not allowed to play the four of us. Yeah. But uh, they, they well, I can down. understand why they won't let Junior them. Or, or you. Because, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's just uh, your ties to the hurling. Uh, yeah, that would turn to be biased, of course, yeah. as well. Yeah, but um, <laughs> anyway, they were there, thereabouts last year. I think Nafina, who went on to win the senior championship, bet them by a point, I think, in the semi finals okay. of that. So it's not as if they're a bad proposition to any you know, managers out there. And, um, you know, they can get people who may be interested can get in contact maybe with us and we'll pass the information on. They're looking for someone and just for a bit of a dig out. So, yeah, just said I'd give you a bit of a shout out. Tom O'Connor, would you fancy doing a bit of double jobbing? <laughs> um, uh, look, um, look, thanks a million for listening. That's all from us for this week's podcast. And remember, we are me, why matters more.